Okay, picture this. I'm sitting on my couch. My couch faces a dresser uh, on the other side. On that dresser is a 23andMe kit taunting me. Just sitting there looking at me like, hey man, you ain't gonna just take care of business? No? You just gonna let me sit? Alright, I can wait you out, my brother. I stand up, walk toward it, and uh... Hi, I'm Noah Farrow, and um, if this is your first time joining us here, um, this podcast is about me taking you and myself down this journey of, uh, finding my biological heritage um, through uh, a DNA test so I hope you love it rate review on Apple let's get a million people following that would be amazing thank you ah alright so here's what we know about my background I was born in Oklahoma um Oklahoma has relatively strict um, adoption laws when pertaining to an adoptee trying to get their information. And I'm a black dude. I reiterate. So, um, really and truly, those are the big three. That's really all I know. So we're kind of behind the eight ball. No last names, no first names. Nothing really else. All right. So now here's what we know about Adoption. Oklahoma denies uh, adoptees uh, unrestricted access to their original birth certificates. Um, so, currently, nearly all adult adoptees have to go to court in order to get their information. We'll get into my indignance about this maybe a little later. They got to go to court and fight for their information. Um, in states such as Oklahoma, you have your unrestricted states. Those are states like shout out Rhode Island, I believe. Um, and Rhode Island and such There's like more four or five of them that are enlightened about the situation. Now you have the compromised states, which I love that name. Don't know why it's like some FBI, CIA. Things have been compromised. I don't know why they're so dramatic, but they're dramatic and I like the drama. Um, now, this means that the state has enhanced laws that um, essentially like Oklahoma. So a lot of states are like this. They have enhanced laws. You have to go to court. You have to fight, fight, fight. Good times. And then they have the restricted states, which is what it sounds like. A bunch of jackasses. Sorry. Now, those restricted states, you essentially just can't get anything. Sorry. Um I don't remember those states, Arkansas, or maybe it was Alabama. It was an A state, and it was in the country. It's tough because, again, you are trying to find your past. This is me, mine. I'm grown. Give me my stuff. Um, I guess armed with that information could be very daunting. But fortunately, technology 
DNA, DNA. Let that wash over you. Ah. Like a rash. Here's a story. I'm walking into an audition. It's LA, so the weather's dope. Um, and I get a text from my friend, Tia. Tia, I haven't seen in years. Um, good friend from forever. She's coming into town. She wanted to know if I was going, if it was around, we can get some, a drink. I was like, uh, yeah. Now, I'm not a heavy drinker. I don't really like drinks. I do like beer. But we will encompass that in the drinks category. Here's the thing. When we met, I don't really remember how we got on the subject of adoption. I, to this day, don't even know what we talked about. I don't remember that. I do remember the IPA, which was delicious. <laughs> but for some reason, uh, apparently we did. And this sparked a revolution. If y'all saw me, it was like some prince hand thing. I just did revolution. So anyway, uh, apparently we had conversation about adoption or something. And turns out, happy birthday to me, I get a 23andMe kit from Tia. Now this was not given to me at the time. She uh, basically informed me like maybe a couple of days later via text. Hey, by the way, you're getting a 23andMe DNA test. I know how you are. You're a jackass. So you probably would have fought me on this. Um, so you surprise. It's just going to arrive. Good call. Now, I guess at the time I didn't really think about this situation being some sort of grandiose life-changing event um i kind of just thought oh that's cool i see 23 and me in target and walmart all the time near the cheez-its and i think about it every time i go get some cheez-it but here it is now a reality and my mind says I guess if we're going to ultimately find my biological background, uh, we should establish a few things um, about how I feel about the whole situation. Now, one, I don't really hold the male side um, in the same regard. Regard's probably a bad word to use. Uh, the same. I just don't look at it the same at all. Uh, the two sides. Um the father's side, I'm like, it is what it is. The mother's side, I hold to be, I need some answers. Um, there will be some questions. 
And maybe that's not fair on one end, but there are three tie there are three sides to every 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 story, right? And now if you look at on my side, yes, there are circumstances and we don't know the circumstances, but on my side, I know nothing and I've had to figure all this out. And so when you don't what this is media in general. Um when the story's not completely told, but we know there's something else there. Oh, we're going to fill in the blanks media wise or just individually. We're like, if you listen to the first episode, humans don't like incompletion. We need our stories told. We need it to have an ending. We need it to have make sense. We need things to make sense. So if you don't tell your story, the story will be told for you. And in my case, I developed many stories um, to explain the situation behind uh, my adoption. Let's examine how I see the various sides of the situation. So there's a father's side and there is a mother's side. Now, I personally don't have as many questions, nor am I feeling any kind of way when dealing with finding out the father's side. I'm interested. Um, there's less bitterness, if I were to be perfectly honest. And this could be a situation where it's not fair to the mother's side, which I have questions for. And it could be not fair. On her end, but there's a lot of unfair on my end and there are three sides of every story. And uh, so on my side, I'm just going to be selfish about the situation. So I don't know if you guys have ever watched the movie loopers, my favorite movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. It's amazing. It's I uh, got Emily, Emily Blunt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. And it's kind of a similar plot as uh, the Terminator. Mm, which Terminator, you ask? All the Terminators. They all have the same plot. You know the plot. Mother does any and everything, risks life and limb to protect her son from an unstoppable force as hell-bent on killing him very similar plots to loopers now at the end of the film the child we find out is kind of like a baby hitler so the question is and bruce willis has come back into time you know, spoiler alerts by the way um come back into time to kill baby hitler it's uh the philosophical question if you had a chance to kill Hitler before Hitler became Hitler. Do you kill Hitler? And then on top of it, movie magic, everything in movies have to, has to be on top of each other. So like bigger. So what's bigger? What makes you more heartstrings pulled? That was me pulling my heartstrings. Like physically, I don't know why I did it that way, but I did make it a baby. So the child is like eight years old. Now, Bruce Willis, is standing in a field, basically cornered the kid and the mother with a futuristic shotgun in his hand. 
the mother jumps in the way. The mother realizes by this point that her child is baby Hitler. But the mother's love is like, nah, son, you're not going to just be shooting my kid. Not up in here today. So she jumps in front of the shotgun. Bruce Willis is like, hey, I got to save the future. So if I got to blast you, I got to blast you. Sorry, I don't usually kill ladies and kids, but I got to kill ladies and kids today. Um, essentially, that in the following events, I'm not going to completely spoil it for you, but the following events kind of just shows you the depth of a mother's love. What a mother will do for you. Now, I have a the best mother on the planet. And I, so I have a mirror as to how it's supposed to be, how you're supposed to take care of your kids, how you're supposed to always be there, no matter what sacrifices. And when you have that, you wonder, hmm, biological mother. I'll just ask you ladies with kids, you have kids, what wouldn't you do for your kid and what on earth? would you would make you give up your kids now of course again being an adult at this point i understand circumstances right but that doesn't that doesn't there's no time machine cuz when i'm learning this stuff i'm 7 8 the formative years the story's not told to you you tell the story you do not tell your story, the story will be told for you. Unfortunately, the story is told for me as a little child, which we'll get into at some other point. And basically, that's the standoff. Do you save baby Hitler? Now, I'm not concerned myself, baby Hitler, but it's the whole, the whole existential question is... At what point will a mother stop protecting their child, stop loving their child, and stop being there for her child? That's what we're walking into. So, back to the 23 and me. Ah, come home. Go to my mailbox, and there it sits in front of my face. Twenty-three and Me kit. So I bring it up to my apartment, place it on the dresser, and then sit on the couch. And as I said in the beginning, it's sitting there like it's taunting me. I don't know what to do. Maybe I should go ahead and take this test. It's kind of like in a movie when all the sound and everything is vacuumed out and it's just you and your head. That's how it felt. So I get up, like I said, in the opening, walk towards the 23 and me. Think to myself, procrastination is nothing but fear in disguise. I'm not going to be afraid of this situation. So I grab the 23 and me and then I read over the directions a little bit. Which is not really me because I'm not a direction reader. 
Something told me to read the directions. So I looked at the directions and I see that I can't have it eaten uh, prior to taking this test. Boom. Well, I mean, if I can't eat, then I, I've already eaten. Sorry. We'll do this later. Placed it back on the table. Went about my day. Now, this happened on a Tuesday. Like the following three Tuesdays later, I still haven't taken this test. Procrastination is fear in disguise. Finally, I bring myself to saying, you know what? This is ridiculous. I need to go ahead and take this test. It's been sitting there taunting me for the last three weeks. Unfortunately, I've eaten. So I waited another three, four days. Finally, I said to myself, I'm going to handle this. Where do I go? So I go to the bathroom and then I read the directions again. Oh, this is not a P test. This is this is a spit test. Awesome. <laughs> so I begin the process of spitting. Now, I don't know if you've ever taken a 23andMe test before. It is there's a lot of spit involved. And you have to be extremely hydrated. I mean, okay, so look, I've been an athlete all my life. Grew up as an athlete, little kid. Grew up all the way through college. Now, in I remember one year, football in college. So you have winter workouts. That's in the beginning of the work. That's the beginning of, like, at 5 o'clock in the morning, you're working out. Getting ready for the season. Now, these work workouts are there to break you, make you throw up. And I'm not a throw up kind of fella. You're not going to break me. You're not going to make me throw up. Well, at least that's what I always think. So, boom, boom, boom. We have uh, punishment if you're late or I don't know exactly what was going on. Uh, apparently, I was I did something to, to get this punishment. So, after the winter workouts, the workouts that are there to break you, to make you throw up, to, to say, you know what? I'm done. I'm tapping out. I don't need to do this anymore. Why don't I just be a student? Can I? Where's a job? Can I get a job? Anyway, so do these things called rolls. Now you go into the. Now I don't. I don't remember the pun. Why I was punished, but whatever. You do these things called rolls. So you go into the wrestling room. Wrestling room because wrestlers are nuts. Has no air conditioning, and it's just a small little box. It's basically a box, and it's gross. Wrestlers are G's. I don't know how. No. Ugh. It is freaking. It's torture in there. It is hot. Anyway. And you just roll. Somersault. Somersault. From one end, of the end to the other. One end to the other. And basically is there to break you. The whole purpose is there for you to be like, look, coach, I'm just going to throw up. He wants you to throw up. I'm not going to throw up. I refuse to throw up. So this just going to make my torture worse. Long story short. I haven't been that thirsty since that time. After I, after I spit in this 23 of me, that's how thirsty I was. I was part, like I had nothing left. I had to take some orange slices, cut up some orange slices, like eight of them. They were delicious, but geez, vitamin C had to get some riboflavin. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I know I needed it. <laughs> it. 
It was a struggle, but okay, fine. Finished it up. Got my orange slices and rival flavor. And packed up my uh, my test. And boom, sent it out. I'm not saying you've hit rock bottom when you can't spit right, but uh, I did an email. And the email says, hey, sir, you're an idiot. You didn't spit right. Now, I didn't say that specifically from 23andMe. It's just how I interpreted it because it, how did I spit wrong is my personal question to myself. So apparently I spit wrong. So we have to do the whole thing again. They send off the, the kit. It sits on my counter for three days. I'm looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. Finally, spit test, spit test. Orange slices, orange slices, Raven Flavin. Sent it back out and we wait. We wait, we wait, we wait. Finally, after several days, I get an email saying my 23andMe kit is ready. At that point, I don't think I, I still have, it hasn't dawned on me where we're going with this. Um, that it can possibly be life changing. So I was like, cool, let's, uh, let's do this, download the app. And when I open the app, uh, let's just say it was life changing. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, I got a little end of show rant that I do. It's called in the show rant that I'm doing. Look, um, I'm a grown man, right? We're all grown here. This is essentially what states are doing. They are protecting the rights of grownups and neglecting the rights of grownups. You see what I'm saying? The parents who gave up parenting get this right to cover up their tracks rather than the kids that it affects later on in life. Now, I guess I understand, but I don't understand, especially since a lot of these places are places that are in, up in arms over, let's just say children and their rights and their families and tradition. So that being said, maybe just maybe a grown man that's living in Oklahoma, say you were, I never left Oklahoma. Now my story is I never stayed in Oklahoma. We were like there for like two years and then I was out. Now imagine if I stayed in Oklahoma, I grew up in Oklahoma. Every person that I met, every person that I turned to, hmm, that could be him. Hmm, that could be her. You look alike. You look alike. When I was a kid, everybody, I have one of those faces. So people, not even just a kid. Now, even now, people will think that I look like somebody. You look like my cousin Willie. I swear you look like my cousin Willie. Mm, I wish I had a picture of him. He looked just like you. 
Or I look like their nephew or somebody, their coworker or somebody. I never, ever, ever see these people. But I look like these people. Now, imagine me growing up in Oklahoma. Here's a quick, fun story. I had an ex-girlfriend. She showed me this picture. Now, again, I never, 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 never think I actually look like these people because I don't. Um, she shows me this picture of this dude from Texas. I think it's Texas. This is a while ago. And this guy from Texas, she's like, um, this dude looks just like you. And of course, I'm like, come on, come on. I'm not believing that nobody. And I looked at this paper and this dude looked like me with braids. I got a bald head, right? This dude looked just like me with braids. Blew my mind. <laughs> oh, my God. That dude looks just like me. With some braids. Now imagine just walking through life. You know, like every other person that looks like you or people today that looks like you. Oh, is that him? Is that her? And then now if you're in the same exact state, now you're just doubly. Oh, is that her? Is that him? Is that her? In the same state that you're paying taxes, that I can drink in and I can have sex in front of a ABC store. I don't know. Um... It's protecting the rights of the people that gave up. A basic human right is to know who you are, not to run from what you've done. That's basically what the states are protecting. Thank you for joining me. I'm Noah Farrow. Rate, review, please, on Apple, iTunes. Drop us me a line to say, hey, what's good, man? Love your show. I appreciate it all. It's going to help me move up the charts. There is some weird algorithm with this. Everything's algorithm now. So that's how we work this algorithm. That's how we build our, our our base, that's how we move up the charts, and I thank you for listening to my story. I'm Noah Farrow, and I'm out. Till next time. Next time. Should be interesting. Love. <laughs>